0: Greetings, happy Monday, and welcome back to Stories and Lies. Hey, do you remember show notes? Yeah, I miss show notes. Oh, wait, we have them! Discord, Patreon, social media, and other cool stuff can be found right there in the episode description. Help yourself to some sweet links and come hang with us on our Discord server. Okay, allow me to introduce you to Painting Darkness, Episode 10 The (laughs) Stonehouse.
1: Okay, mostly clean, but they're coming after
2: I don't know who they are.
1: But you got to take this along. The implications. Gone are the days when I was young. Oh of God then The stars I looked upon are behind us now But they will come around again You'll be as old
3: as I am now And dust return.
0: So you guys all wake up this next morning. You've just experienced some very strange dreams. You're getting breakfast ready. You're you're making some coffee. You're making some tea, and you have a plan. Tell me your plan. Hmm.
2: Well, first of all, upon uh, waking, Fred looks like unhappy. Like he looks grumpy. And and uh, as as he makes breakfast and everyone's kind of getting ready, he kind of kneels down looking at where the the house is. Uh, he kind of searches in his pocket and pulls out a, a cigarette and lights it with his uh, lighter. And and it's, it seems to make him even more unhappy than he already was. He just kind of mumbles to himself, you know, he just broke his streak. So he's, he's basically eating, drinking his coffee, and kind of talking to you guys as he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's usually very, like, neutral expression. He just looks unhappy. He doesn't want to be here at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think Arjun will
1: take his, um, I picture him having instant oatmeal for some reason. Yeah. Like, you know, the Quaker Oats with hot water, and you stir with a spoon, yep. and that's breakfast. And so I picture him having some of that. I'm here for it. So he said, walk over quietly to where Mr. Fontaine is smoking. to give you, give you a kind of a curious look, because I don't think he's seen you smoking before.
2: No, nope. no, we've never seen him smoke. Um, and then,
1: so, uh, so Mr. Mister Fontaine, um, do you find this line of work fulfilling? <laughs>
2: Uh, that's a question. Do you?
1: I, I feel like the answer is supposed to be yes. Um, you know, what, what I do, what we do, um, hmm. has a, a greater good, a greater goal, that, that it's worth it for some reason is the, the thought that's stuck in my head. But I have concerns that, of course, if any of us have doubts about what we're about to do, it may make it more difficult. You, however, don't seem... you don't strike me as a person with doubts. You seem very comfortable. Am I reading that um, wrong?
2: I'm not sure what you're reading because I myself don't know. I I am comfortable. Sure. Yeah, because I've done this time and time again. And I'll walk the same footsteps again. I'm pretty sure of it. Woke up this morning feeling cursed, right? I'm good at what I do and and sometimes it feels fulfilling. But most of the time it, it isn't there are
1: men in your profession that do some very um very difficult things i have seen it many times in the field it hasn't been something I personally had to engage in uh, and I have a sense that if we are to infiltrate this building below we may be well, we're going to have to kill some people uh, I don't well, know
2: that's for sure how does that how does that sit with you you, you want the real answer or the fabricated one I, I want the real answer it doesn't bother me one bit
1: that's my thought. I, I thought that you would say that.
2: Because these, these people are there without jurisdiction. And we heard that, too. That missing hiker who had, was in, on a holiday here, right? Just having fun. They, they took care of him, whatever that means. They
1: killed Miss Dearborn as well.
2: They, they killed Miss Dearborn. To me, it, it justifies. Listen to me. It doesn't justify shit. I'm probably going to murder people today. But whatever he just shrugs I'm uh, un- malcontent with his fate I find
1: myself curious because I feel a certain sense that they are doing something similar to what we are doing as well and I don't understand why there's an antagonism here that, that bothers me
2: hmm well they might want to use whatever is here you know, find a way to I don't know And we, we do the same we do the same thing it's safer in our hands. Yes, I'd like to believe so. Do you think so? No.
1: Hmm. I've always thought so. I've, I've always thought so. I thought that it was best that we collect these items and these dangerous artifacts and we keep them secure because I've seen what individuals, what men have done with these things. if have left to their own devices. The selfishness. The dark curiosities. These old traditions, these old ways that, that, that cost so much Damage. I feel like if we have possession that we can secure, but I'm having my doubts as well.
2: Yeah, but who are we to decide that, right? Just because we, we're some tough guys, you know, we've got some experience in some fields that are pretty fucked up, or we, we're, we're very well read. Because of that, we're the ones that can keep it. We're, we're, we're just human beings. Mm. Circles back to the same thing.
3: Eugene would kind of appear out of like behind y'all and say the only thing scarier, gentlemen, than one man with power is a group with power. A group of men with power.
1: Hmm. I-, I find the anarchy as being far more scary. Hmm.
3: Smaller scale, it's the large scale that worries me. I feel like there is something oppressive on this island driving all of these things y'all
1: are talking about. If we can find the source... And we can determine its origin. I've dealt with this before. I've closed these things.
3: But mm-hmm. we need to find it. And we probably need to do it now, today. The longer we stay here, the more we ourselves are in
1: jeopardy. Yeah. I think we should wait till night.
3: Yeah. Yes. But no
1: longer.
0: I agree. So, what's your plan for the day?
1: I think we rest and observe. Anything else you guys want
0: to do? I'm going fishing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course. Okay. Cool. So, you guys spend the day doing just that. Eugene goes and finds a little spot to go fishing. Bring your pole and and everything you need. And we'll get back to you in just a minute. As Fred and Arjun spend the day kind of up in the cave, hunkered down and watching this, uh, this base. And... Once again, you see the same people, the same six people. Mm. You don't see the, the other two people.
2: That's good for, for us, Arjun. That could be good for us.
0: It is a little strange, but it, it may be good. It may be that they're down two people. Who knows? Who knows what happened when Alpha Squad after Alpha Squad's last tape? Mm. But I guess you'll have to you'll have to find out, Eugene. You're you're spending some time fishing. Give me a fish roll. Ooh, thirty three. That's a critical success. That's nice. All right. So you you reel up a fish, and it's a real big fish. And you pull it up, you hoist it up, and and you notice that something is wrong with it. Mm. You see that it's almost like it's it has no scales. It has a texture more like a dolphin. Like a skin,
3: but it's definitely a fish.
0: But it looks it looks like a fish. It's the shape of a fish, more or less. It's a little bit longer than the f- type of fish you'd expect if it was like a um, a perch or a, a bass or something. But it's a little bit longer, um, a little bit plumper, a little bit bigger in general than you might expect. Hmm. Looks tasty.
3: Yeah, it's definitely going in the bag to go back up to the uh, to the camp.
0: And I want an alertness roll from Eugene as you're spending this time out here. Forty-two, ooh, under sixty. You experience uh, a couple of things that unfold in front of you across the pond on the other side. You can see uh, an, an animal run by. It looks like maybe a fox, or wait, that that's a raccoon. Is it? is it a fox or a raccoon you're thinking to yourself as you you see that it has the fur patterns of a raccoon right but the ears the longer ears of a fox and it stops and it seems to turn as it notices you and you see its face has this smile on it this this kind of implacable grin this super super preposterous grin as it looks at you and then there's a snap of a a twig or a branch breaking in the distance and it hears it, it. It looks to the other side away from you and then scurries away. And if you, you guide your attention towards where it was looking into the distance through the trees, you see some movement. You see two people wearing white lab coats and nobody else. And you hear them talking in the distance and it's very, it's very hard to make out. But basically, you hear them you know, saying things like, I, mean, I just can't wait to get out of here. I mean, honestly. And maybe the other one saying, well, at least we don't have those goons around us anymore. Now that Johnson's gone, it's been a little nice. And they continue this conversation. They're talking about sort of their plan um, for what they're doing. And what they're doing, it sounds like, is taking taking samples of things. They're doing research out here. And you see them continue onward to the north and pass out of view. You hear their their murmurings kind of um, becoming more and more distant and, and hard to make out as they fade away from you.
3: Okay. How long would it take me to get back up to the cave? Um, Five, ten minutes. That's what I would do. So I think I've said it before, but the fishing pole is part of the cane. Some people have a cane sword. Eugene has a cane fishing pole. That tracks. So I'd pack up rapidly and go back up top while cleaning the fish, catch everybody up and explain what I've seen. Sure.
0: So so a frantic Eugene comes back into the cave and just like slams a bag onto the onto the whatever impromptu table and pulls out a fish and starts starts cleaning this fish that has skin like a dolphin. As he's explaining, what do you tell them?
2: Eugene, I'm not eating that.
0: Don't judge a fish by its skin.
3: It keeps cleaning.
2: Is it, is it a mammal?
3: Uh, give me a minute and I'll let you know. <laughs> Amazing. Guys, the The wildlife in this part of the island is, is fucked. There's something affecting it in an unnatural way that is disturbing to me. As a biologist and as a conservator of nature, this is, this is wrong. I don't know what it's doing to humans, but if it's doing this to the wildlife there's no way it's good for the humans speaking of humans i saw two of the science types out in the woods taking samples of the earth and the trees i assume
2: Mm.
0: yeah water soil leaves so some fruit
2: venture out by day
1: they they must do their day job of course Uh, they they don't just stay inside that building all the time Mm. they have to collect samples but they're they're without protection is that what you're saying
3: Indeed. And not only that, they were mentioning that one of the goons, as they called him, Johnson, I believe, is no longer there. So it does look like the numbers have reduced from what we heard on the tape.
2: Right. Wait, remember what it said on that other tape? They sent two people in. Security? Mm -hmm. I'd send security first. If they had one security and one scientist, I would assume that that
1: tracks Mm. and they didn't come back.
2: Seems that way.
0: So, um, as you guys are talking about this, I'll, I'll catch Fred and Arjun up on what you guys have seen as you've been watching the people coming and going from this building. And you do see at all times, at least one of the security officers is there at the building at all times. However, the other one, and they when one group comes back, they will kind of split off and the other guy will go. The other will go with a couple of these researchers, but- It seems like now, different from what you heard on Alpha Squad's tapes, you've got one security guy with two researchers and another group of two researchers.
1: We have an opportunity here. We do. We have different ways to play this. Uh, Obviously, we can just go in there at nighttime and surprise them, but we won't get as much information that way. Maybe this is the better play. Communicate with two of them when they're unprotected. That's a good idea. Of course, they they will notice eventually these two not return. I don't believe we can let them return. Don't think so either. It may make it difficult for us to make an entry later.
3: And it would have to be done during the day. Yep. Because it seems like they're only out and about during the daytime.
1: I, I have these items, but they are short-term memory loss. And I don't believe that would be sufficient to cloud our interactions with these gentlemen.
2: Yeah, these weird little stones you got? Yes. Um,
1: they will help... Um, it will, I believe, help with with a stealth sort of situation, but I don't think I can long-term cloud their memory.
0: It blocks the target's memory of one specific brief event.
1: Yeah, so, uh, so that's my sense, that I couldn't use it for that. I have other ideas. I, w- I have one other idea I'll propose to the group, and you can tell me if you think this is wise. What if one of us approached them, perhaps even Mr. Krantz, as just a random fisher person or some random person who's happens to be on the island. Is there a danger in that? Of course there is, but would that be a a better approach? Mm -hmm.
3: So I almost took that approach this afternoon, but with zero backup and y'all having no knowledge beforehand, it seemed too big a risk.
1: I agree. We could, of course, observe you and assist. Uh, I I would be comfortable speaking to them, but I I don't know if I would do a great job of ingratiating myself to these two scientists.
2: Mm, I can go and have a talk with them.
1: You could... um, pretend to be a hiker or a tourist, maybe. A, Mr. Krantz obviously can, is a fisherman, and he has a very good reason for being on the island. And looks the part. Yeah. I, I, I less so, I, so I don't necessarily feel like I would be the best person to interact with these scientists. Right. we got
3: to stop calling them scientists. Scientists don't do this to nature.
1: Right. But they do appear to be acting with a methodology. they collecting samples. There's, there's a ra- rationalness to their approach.
3: Just obvious disdain all over Eugene's face. Like, mm. these men are a disgrace. This is a scientific organization. It's a disgrace to what it means to be a scientist. At this point, what have I found
0: in my fish? That's a great question. Oh, man. I love that you asked that. So it, it, uh, it, has, it has red meat, very similar to what you'd find in um, a cow did it have lungs or gills uh, it has gills and it has normal fish anatomy except for its skin and its flesh its muscles okay so at this point I would have
3: it filleted and everything like, is the fire still hot Fred? Um, you
0: guys had a propane... Oh, we have a stove. Yeah, A little camping stove, basically. Which you can set up and and cook and stuff. Oh, I'm cooking one of the fillets. I want to know what it smells like. Okay, sure. It actually smells really good. Um, it smells like beef. Okay. Yeah, I'm not hungry.
3: I'm not going to eat it either. But I (laughs) want to make sure that it cooks up like beef. Oh, come
0: on. So that's what I'm getting? What if it it gives you superpowers? Yeah, what if it does?
1: (sighs) Well, Mr. Kred's... Do you want to go speak to these two lab
2: coat-wearing explorers? I can come with you if you want, uh, Eugene.
3: I'd kind of rather Fred just shoots him, honestly. But if we think it's the wisest course of action, we can try to be nice.
2: Well, I don't think being nice is gonna... They're gonna go back anyways, and when are, what are we gonna do when they go back? The whole jig is up. They'll, they'll know backup to Alpha Squad is here, right?
3: And I don't think they are gonna be cooperative anyway. No. Scientists that are doing things like this don't have... Their conscience is gone. They're...
1: We, we, we don't know that. We can always ask them questions and we can also take them prisoner. Eugene points at the
3: fish in the fry pan.
1: I think you cannot presume that they cause this. There's also an assumption they are studying it. Mm. In the same way that we study these phenomena as well. But
3: they're allowing it to continue. We would never do this level of destruction to continue studying an object.
1: Yeah, perhaps you're right. Mm.
3: And that Eugene realizes as he says it that that's his his hope. He can't actually prove that the organization that he works for is that benevolent. But that is Eugene's worldview of it.
2: Keep in mind, they, they killed Connie. They, they sabotaged our boat. They're actively keeping people out of here. They're not going to be...
1: Well, that is a security personnel doing those actions. We did hear a recording of two of the science types who were discussing... Mm. In their conversation about basically doing nonviolent sorts of activities, uh, there there is a hope here that for some of them are at least intelligent and able to converse
0: with us,
2: or will explain what they're doing. Oh, that's that's not a problem.
0: I will throw this out there: the um, the other tape, that conversation that you heard, you could probably put together from that that it was one of the scientists and one of the security officers. Mm. Yeah. Um, Based on the the beginning of the conversation, they were sort of talking about that power imbalance.
1: Yeah, there's interesting conversations as well about even mutiny, four versus four. Like there's a a difference of opinion amongst them about how they should be behaving or interacting with this. I'm curious to find out where those conflicts are. We may be able to use it to our advantage.
3: Yeah, it sounds like that might be the thing. If they're down to two guns, we're just going to take those two guns out and reassess. Right. Either the scientists
1: cooperate or they don't. That may actually be a wise, the wisest of suggestions. Yeah, it is. We disarm them, and then we talk. I agree. So, what are you doing, Mister Fontaine? Are you comfortable with that? Uh, it's we. We can only give you limited backup in this endeavor.
3: I just want to point out, like this whole conversation, Eugene is just mad at the fish. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it other than that. But he is just—it's fucked up. It is not right. It is all against everything eugene understands and knows about fish and this dude knows about fish so it's fucking with this whole worldview and he's ready for it to be over
2: if i can if i can get close to one of the security personnel i'll try i'll do what i can to try to disarm them well peacefully i'll kick their teeth in but but disarm them but if i have to shoot them
1: i have an idea maybe it's a bad idea Hmm. but um, maybe I should speak to the security personnel and you can be hidden while I speak to him and I can just distract him so he approaches me and doesn't notice you coming.
3: I was going to suggest something similar.
1: That can work. So, and I have one idea as well that may work. Um, I, I'll put myself in a little bit of danger, but I think if I can be the distraction, perhaps that gives us the best chance for surprise.
2: If you do this, make sure you have cover, not far. Uh, I will,
1: um... And I I will also approach unarmed to try to present myself as not a threat to the security individual.
2: All right. I can work with that.
0: I don't know. I guess we should do this now. So if you go now, you know, right now there is one security personnel at the base and one somewhere else on the island with two researchers and two researchers also elsewhere, which means if, if there are only six people... There's only one person at the base right now.
1: This that could be good for us. This could be the time for us to take advantage of this. Are we ready? I am.
0: You doing it? Let's do it.
2: All right, Fred. Kind of slings his uh, his shotgun, prepares, puts in the shells, uh, puts in his his, his his wraps around his hands like a boxer. Yep. So Ar- Arjun
1: will will very uh, tentatively take his shotgun and set it in the camp. And so he's not taking his shotgun intentionally. The only weapon he's going to have on his person is his kerpan, which is a, the ceremonial one. Like the little one.
0: The small one. Okay.
1: Which he doesn't ever you know, leave. He always has that. Yep. But that's all he's got. His only weapon is that little ceremonial dagger. That, you know, everything else he's going to leave behind.
2: Arjun, I'll, I'll bring the shoddy for you. So no, no trouble. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take
1: um, a canteen of water and um, if we have a small day pack of some sort. Sure. It's like with a, I got a couple of things of food and oatmeal and a little map. And so I have some touristy stuff in my bag. If They search my bag. Sure. I look like just some mm-hmm. tourist and I'll throw that over my shoulder. Take a deep breath because um, I've really done this before. <laughs> Uh, and then let's 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 fucking go.
2: Fred, Fred sees this and he kind of puts puts his his hand on your shoulder, kind of tells you again: take a spot where there's cover nearby. If ever you see a gun raising up, you lunge to hide behind whatever cover you got. Got it? I, I will. Okay. Good. F- follow me, but
1: don't um don't be seen. I'll circle around. What about what's Mister Krantz? Is he coming too? Yep, I'll be with Fred. All right, let's do this.
0: All right. You guys um, head down from this cave, and you you start making your way towards this camp. Since you know where it is, I'm going to say you're able to 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 get there. Um, I do want a stealth roll from um, Fred.
1: Yes, and just as a note, I, I want to stay on the trail in the open okay. and like not be stealthy. And maybe the fact that I'm doing all that gives Fred a bonus or something, so that sure you know yeah.
3: I'll give you a plus twenty. And I'm staying at like the edge of the clearing and watching them circle around, right? Like go their opposite ways.
2: Okay. Uh, Yeah. Even with the bonus, it's a failure, not a fumble, but a failure.
0: Got it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You guys uh, are able to get to this area, Arjun. You see it first, it is a tight valley. Okay. But you you can see inside, and you're like, oh, okay. And so you you start heading that way. There's not really a trail that leads into this valley, but. You know, this is it. You can see as you as you round you know the, the corner, you can see the building deeper into it, and you approach it.
1: Yeah, he he will walk, and as he approaches, if I see someone make see me, I'll actually
0: raise my hand up and acknowledge them. Okay, you see someone. You see a security guy. Uh, it's not the it's not the guy that you saw in your vision. It's the other guy.
1: Okay, so it's not Norris
0: then. Okay, right. Uh, it's the dude on the on the right, okay. um, who almost kind of looks like he's wearing a hoodie Got it. Uh, in that picture, and he turns and he sees you. Um, what are you wearing? So he'd be wearing
1: some sort of zip up jacket. You know, that's what we wear in the mountains. A so zip up jacket, maybe with a, a hood that's down. He has his turban. He's got a beard, um, and he's got I guess some sporty pants, hiking pants of some sort, but a little more a little more rugged for the for the. He would have dressed for the occasion. So he's not wearing city clothes or something and hiking boots and a belt and a small day pack over his shoulder. Okay. You know, and he's got a canteen on his belt, you know, things like that.
0: Cool. So, yeah, you look like a hiker. Uh, He sees you. Um, I need to roll one thing real quick. And uh, he he turns and he looks, he doesn't have his gun in his hands at this point, at this moment, but he sees you and he kind of stiffens up and he's like. Uh, hey, hey uh, what are you doing here? Oh, um, I, I want to look around. Is there anyone else with this guy, or is he by himself? By himself. Okay. I'll I'll just wave to
1: him. Say, I, I, "Excuse me, I'm um, I'm trying to find my way. I think
0: um, I, I appear to be lost." Uh, yeah, I'll say you, you, you can't be here, buddy. Where where is here? Uh, you're near Mount Babel. Which wh- I point to where the mountain is. That Mount? Is that the Mount Babel? Uh, yeah, and he points, and he, he this, yeah.
1: And um, just uh, say, uh, just one moment, and I'll very carefully get my backpack and very slowly unzip it, so I'm not being threatening.
0: And he puts his hand on his gun
1: and pull my map out. Okay. All right, and I said, could you perhaps help me find where I am?
0: And sir, he looks around and he looks out of the valley. And he's like, uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, come here. And he starts walking to meet you. Yeah, he meets you halfway.
1: Do I... I want to meet... Look at this guy's eyes. All right. And then and then I'll look at his eyes. Like, really, really look at his eyes and begin this kind of low chant. Okay. Uh, which is essentially the fascination spell is what he's going to do on this guy. Sure. But it's a contested power roll, so... Okay. I guess... Wish me luck.
2: There we go. Are you mind-controlling someone right now? Resident wizard. I got
1: a 90, which is a failure.
2: Oh. So uh, I just, it may not work. It probably won't work. I'm trying, though. It's a good, yeah. It's a good A uh, good try. I,
0: I, I gave it a shot. Well, I also failed. I got a 96.
2: Oh,
1: my failure's not as bad. Okay. But still.
0: it's What do we do? If both failure, then nothing happens, right?
1: I, th- I would assume nothing happens, but I do. Um, hang on. Okay. <laughs> I think I'd still pay the activation
0: cost for this thing yeah probably
2: yes
1: it's a three willpower cost Ooh. to activate it and i think if it works i lose some sand as well
0: yeah that makes sense so he he hears you chanting he's like what the hell are you doing all right um I'll... listen 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 stop uh, you you can't be here I right, let me you, he grabs your map and he's he he um what's your human
1: oh let me see i think my human's like base his human is base which is basically okay why don't you roll it i think that's 30 for base
0: i think it's 30 yeah
1: 43,
0: so that's a fail that's a failure you meant is 10 base you meant is 10 oh yikes okay uh well either way 43 yeah, is a fail that's a fail you can tell that he he seems kind of frantic and worried that's all, all that you're reading off of him at this point okay but he he looks at your map and he, he starts like and he's like um here you're roughly here
1: okay
0: uh where, where'd you come in on
1: I'll, I'll look at him and I'll try like one more time
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah all right so he'll sub-vocalize sub the strange chant and look right at this guy again and try to focus
2: harder fucking, on peering into his fucking eyes. Fucking maniac. Where, where did you come from?
1: <laughs> I got a 30, 39, so that's a success, but it's a contested pow, so...
0: I rolled a 46. And that's a success as well? Which is a failure.
1: Oh, oh yes.
0: He has... 45 pow <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright, so this is a success So uh, I'm going to roll sin I lose d6 sanity, which is I got a
2: 6
0: on that, which is, that's not good That's not good at all That's not good You want to project? Yeah, I'll project that So <laughs> hang on Definitely project that
2: Yep, that's temporary
1: insanity territory uh, That's 2 for projection So I, just, I lost 4 sin and then 2 to the bond Okay uh, Which is my, my other brother Oh man Hey,
0: four
3: is better than five. Oh, yeah. Anything over five is temporary insanity,
2: right? Like, yes. Uh, automatic. And Arjun, you're even like, you're even like he's stolen. <laughs> All right, so
3: um, Arjun is feeling real weird. Yeah, you're like mentally on the line now, right? Like you're yep. you're walking that line now.
1: But, but fascination basically puts a guy in a trance. It's basically what he's doing. So this guy's almost like he's hypnotized standing there, staring at me. Mm-hmm. And I, when I... When Arjun stops vocalizing and breaks his eye contact and realizes it's working, um, he probably he feels it.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: deep breath. Um, I want to very carefully take the gun away from this person. All right, and set that set that down.
0: There's two guns. One's a machine. Oh, it's an MP5, like strapped to him, and then there's a, a like a handgun on his belt.
1: Take his sidearm off his belt. Um, check his pant legs for some backup weapon or something. Check his belt for any knives. If he combat knives.
0: Yeah, there's nothing else.
1: I'll kind of disarm him very slowly and look around. Do I see Mr. Fontaine or anything?
0: <laughs> yeah, you do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he failed the stealth roll.
0: Yeah, he failed that stealth roll. Yep. I would be
3: collapsing as soon as I saw Arjun start to disarm the guy. I'd be collapsing in on him.
1: Yep. Okay. Likewise.
0: You guys are coming in.
1: A deep, deep breath sigh. Oh, um... I, I, in my experience this will last for some time um, if he's violently disturbed he'll wake but he should be harmless to us for a while we we have an opportunity
3: let's go inside right now
2: you mind if i uh, take his mp5 off his hands well, please do it's uh, probably a better weapon for you Mm. He, he kind of passes you, he slings back your, your shotgun. Okay. And, uh, and on the other shoulder, Fred takes the MP5. And he's going to search the guy very, very gently for uh, any mag uh, spare magazines he has.
0: And, and just because uh, I was curious, just to throw it out there for any listeners. So fascination, I'm going to skip over all the activation stuff. A success renders the subject motionless and insensate with only automatic processing function for up to an hour. Only physical assault or some overwhelming event shocks the subject out of it in the meantime. Oh, interesting. If the power roll fails, the subject can attempt an unnatural test to realize exactly what's happening. That's fascinating. Okay.
2: Are we are we alone? Is there's nobody else here, right?
0: There's nobody else here.
2: Let's let's go in. Like
0: I'd already be at the door waiting.
2: Arjun uh, one one question. Is this guy here going to remember what happened? I believe so. Yeah?
0: Let me roll uh let me roll unnatural against him or for him.
1: Could we uh just put a stone in his hand right now? I think that would only do a temporary memory loss, but it's worth a shot. I'll take one of those stones out of my pocket and kind of bounce it against him. <laughs> sure, yeah.
0: So No, I want him to hold it so that he has it for the whole time that he's yeah, fascinated. That's not a bad idea. You can do that and still activate it. The the activation for it is um Oh yeah, they cost, huh? Uh three willpower, one sand. Oh shit. We're
2: we're gonna go in Yeah. Give me just a minute and a half.
0: It's also a contested pow roll, but since he's already fascinated, I'm going to say he auto-fails. Okay, good.
2: Fred takes the hand of uh, the fascinated man and leads him deeper away, uh, like in a diagonal, deeper away in the woods. Sure. Where it's it's thicker. Uh, He's going to grab a combat knife that he had in in his belt, Mm -hmm. going to put it in the security guy's hand and cut his throat.
0: So that would count as physical assault. Yep. However, it's very fast. So I would say he comes out of it as you're doing that. You you put it in his hand and use his hand to... Yes. Cut his throat?
2: Okay. To make it look like a suicide.
0: Um. Okay. I don't know that I want a roll for that. I think you just do it. He's fascinated, and I think that's too fast to react to. Um, he comes out of it as it's happening, and he's... Ah, 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 and collapses on the ground.
2: And Fred places it carefully to, to no sign of struggle whatsoever because there wasn't and, and make it look like something like perhaps the island has some kind of effect on the guy.
0: Yeah. And you don't know what these people have already been experiencing. Nope. Sounded like on the tape they'd been here for six months.
2: Yep. I'm now adapted to violence <laughs> <laughs> and Fred was going to come back and I, I take the hit for a uh, Charisma, I believe. Um,
0: so you're going to take one d10 sanity for that. Yes. Did you did you already roll sand? No. Go ahead and roll sand.
2: So this Fred isn't yet adapted. Is that right? No, he isn't. Correct. He is now. Yeah, now he is. Uh oh wow. That's uh, that's a failure. I got a sixty nine.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh yeah. So go ahead and roll your d10. Yep. That's killing a, an innocent person even for a good reason. Yep. Wait, how is he innocent though? He's a resumed hostile. Well, you know, he's <laughs> He's just a guard. He wasn't doing anything. He was a nice guy. You killed the nice guy. What are you guys doing? Yeah. We should have killed Norris. Yeah, you should've killed Norris. Come on. <laughs> so, so
2: so that's a seven. Sanity loss. I'm gonna project. Uh oh. <gasps> Ouch. Yeah. Okay. And I will project on my sister. Okay. With with, with <laughs> sub- soured memories of of, of the yeah. that memory of, of finding the bodies in the snow, but mixed with with the sister instead.
0: Each of those bodies, each of the outfits and stuff, as you're recalling this, you recall moments where you had disagreements with your sister, where you were angry at her, where she did something that was upsetting you, or where you let her down Mm. and she was wearing those clothes in each of those moments.
3: So when you were describing that dream, have you ever seen one of those pictures of like school children where it's like the one through 12 pictures?
1: Mm. Yeah.
3: It's like each year. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I was picturing when you were talking about all the different outfits. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: So so I rolled a one on the D four.
0: Give me give me good oh it's not good news. Oh, that's... Okay.
2: Uh so that's that's a temporary insanity.
0: Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Fight, flight, or freeze, what's the most mm-hmm. uh likely and what's the least likely?
2: Most likely is fight. Okay. Least likely is, is flee.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll a D six. One, two, three is fight, four and five is freeze, and six is flee. Rolled the two. Okay. So that is fight. So how does that how does that come out?
2: I think Fred feels disconnected. Like, he he feels like he's watching in in almost like a a third-person view of himself of what he's doing and and how mixed with with the nightmare, pretty much, he had of of his own memory and his sister and everything. It's all very kind of bent up uh, and piled up emotions that are very negative. Uh, And it it just lets go. Uh, Complete callousness and and, and wanting to get the mission done at whatever cost. So... Yep. If if the
0: I could see you uh tossing the place as you guys get inside, just like absolutely yep. tossing the entire place.
2: Yep, yep. And and if anyone kind of appears and stops his way, just just oh. shoving them out of the way or, <sighs> or killing them. Yeah. He's he's done. Okay. He wants to be out of M Epic, he wants to be out of this, so he's he's gonna make sure that Yeah. It's finished.
0: And Eugene and Arjun, you both see this look in Fred's eyes, like yep. something has overcome him right now, and he is on a path. Oh no! He's on a he's on a path of destruction, and he marches right inside this building.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not going to stop him. I'm a little worried about Mr. Fontaine right now. What do you guys do? I just, just look at I look at Eugene like with a kind of concerned look on my face. I feel like Eugene has to roll for sanity loss
2: here.
0: Yeah, I would, if, especially if you watched. Uh,
2: Oh, did, did, did we see the? Did you, we see you kill the guy? I thought you just took him off the, the woods. Oh, no, I, t- I took him off. I took him took
0: him farther.
3: Oh, if I didn't see it, then it wouldn't affect me. But watching you come back from the woods, like, determined looking, I uh, that would be sanity loss.
0: Yeah. So uh, Arjun, definitely, when you were talking to the guy, you would have seen his name tag said Carlson. Okay. Yeah, just watch Mr.
1: Fontaine and his anim- animosity. Is something set him off, I don't think I want to ask him right now. So sure. yeah, I'll, let's watch him go. And I'll, I'll follow him into the structure if that's where we're going.
0: Okay. You guys enter into this building. Um, it's a very strange looking building on the outside. And on the inside, it's actually, it's kind of beautiful. Um, I I have a picture that I'm going to share with you. All right. So you guys walk into this building and you see the inside is all made of uh, of stone. And there's there's plants on the inside. A lot of it, the The floor is actually white. Um. It's It's sort of this white. I don't know, linoleum or tile. Almost there are um, tables set up with lab equipment. There are a variety of different papers, um, what appear to be research notes, folders, and and file folders that seem like cabinets and stuff like that. In one corner, you see a very large machine that um, some of you might recognize as a computer. It's it's very large. It has a little green t- screened terminal and. There's a whole bunch of stuff in here. So tell me, what are you looking for? What are you trying to do?
1: Uh, Are there people in here?
0: There are no people. Eugene's going right for the computer.
3: So Eugene has 40 in computer science. Nice.
1: Awesome. Oh, my God.
3: That's amazing. Which, yeah, for like the time frame, Eugene is a wild one, right? Like 40 in computer science and likes to fish all day. Like that wasn't going on at this point in
2: time.
0: Yeah. Well, go ahead and roll it. Right. Um, while you're doing that, what are um, Arjun and Fred doing?
2: Oh, turning the place upside down. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm looking
1: for. I'm looking for people. There's no people. Alpha Squad, uh, scientists, anybody. I'm just trying to find other rooms, cells, whatever.
0: There are. There are no other rooms. Wow. Um, you do see. So, if, if in that picture, there's sort of a, an upper floor. Um, if you go up there, there's bunks. There's, you know, it would appear to be like sleeping areas are so very small. Um, There's lockers uh that seem to be full of, you know, you rip them open. There's They're full of like personal effects. You do see one locker that's locked and I'll say you can easily, you know, I mean, you guys are tossing the place. You can get into it. It has in it, it's very small. It's a little cube. It has in it a wallet that belonged to Russell Phillips as well as what seemed to be his glasses and his shoes. Hmm you find a variety of papers. You find one transparency, what appears to be an overhead transparency, which I will also share with you. I just want to point out handout
3: quality, top-notch, Taylor. Yep.
0: <laughs> Thank you. So this is a, a satellite photo of the island that you're on, specifically the the mountain, Mount Babel. You, you can see that X that says in the picture, there's a satellite, black and white, satellite photo of Mount Babel. Mm-hmm. Right over the peak of Mount Babel, there's an X and it's written next to it what is happening question mark around this in a, a an increasing radial size is a circle that have numbers written next to them we see 1608 3008 1509 2909 projected 1410 um so at at this point that uh the projected is crossed out and there's another line drawn outside of this line that's even larger, an even larger circle. These these radiuses seem to be expanding quicker over time. You can make out that these are dates. Mm-hmm. August 16th, August 30th. Mm-hmm. It has a couple pieces of information on the corner of it. It's, it says it was created August 16th, 86. It's signed kind of messily by S. Flores. Flores, yeah. And underneath it, it says radial affected zone. Uh let's see. There is also a, a note on the kind of like upper left corner of this circle that says KR1 and you guys can compare with your own map and you can determine that that is where you guys are. That's um you can make out maybe Kronos 1. Mm-hmm. That's the name of this this place. Um which means that that's the the southeast part of the island. Or sorry, of the mountain, not of the island. Let's see, you find that and then you also. So, Eugene, we'll come back to you. You, What was your role in the computer science? 22. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. Excellent. So, you're presented with a terminal and it has basically just says, like, log in, right? And you, you start, you know, messing around. You start trying different things. And eventually you try username Kronos, password Kronos, and then you get right in. <laughs> Digital security was not good in the 80s. Not a thing. I'm surprised it's not on a post-it note on the terminal. Yeah, well, it might be. <laughs> uh, and so so you can see that this is a database. It is chock full of all kinds of information. There's there's functions for printing things out if you wanted to. As you quickly scan through things, you see that this is research information. These are notes. Um, documents about uh, things that they found. Uh, there's logs, daily logs that seem to be describing kind of what they're going through or what they're experiencing. And there's a, a, a note that says mission objective. And if you open that up, it basically says the mission objective is to determine the cause of anomalies on this island, on Rene Levisur, determine if it can be harnessed, and if so, capture it and harness it. Very similar to Alpha Squad's mission. Very similar. Mm -hmm. Fred, as you are tossing the place...
2: Yeah, just just pushing aside tables.
0: Yeah, you're throwing shit.
2: Flipping tables. No complete disregard.
0: Wow. You get to the opposite side of, of this building, and you see a box. It's a large box. It's maybe three feet Cube, Right. It's a, it's a three foot cube that is sitting on the ground and it's connected by these very large cables sticking out of the top of it that seem to branch off and, and kind of connect into power outlets and all kinds of other places in this building. You think maybe this is some kind of a generator or like battery or something, but it's a it's a big steel box and it is on on uh, the side of it is painted with a big like caution symbol and it says in very large capital letters do not open under any circumstance there also doesn't appear to be a way to open it you think maybe this is some kind of a how they're powering the facility Mm -hmm. what do you guys do what are you thinking
3: fred do you say anything about the box fred's not thinking you're not thinking no or communicating well, right.
0: I will say that that only lasts a few minutes. So after after a while of tossing the place, you can kind of come down from that.
2: Okay, yep. Kind of curses. you kind of looking at the box that says like caution. Kind of push, not pushes it, but just kind of puts his foot on it. Kind of tries to move it a little bit. Sees it doesn't really budge or it doesn't open.
0: Oh, it budge?s
2: It budge?s Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: It pushes back against you. Okay. And you hear a noise coming from inside it. A weird sloshing noise.
3: Is there a printer attached to the computer? There is. Dot matrix band. Yep. I I am printing everything. I am straight dumping
1: to hard copy. All right. Well, this... this I think we have floppy disks, too. Like the, the five and a half or five and a quarter size?
3: It, it's
0: a, There sure
3: are. It's a database. It would be like... A briefcase full of those.
0: Yeah. Also, where are you going to read them? I mean, I guess maybe you could get them back at Epic or something. But yeah, um, yeah, you can absolutely print them. You can save them to Floppy if you want. You can whatever. I just want to get the data portable. Yeah. It's going to take time to do either one. I figure if I can
3: start the print job, we can. I can do something else. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you issue some commands and you say like, you know, select select asterisk, you know, print or whatever, and it starts printing everything.
3: Right. (laughs) My goal here is that... Kronos gets punished by the government for what they've done here to the wildlife. Like, that's what Eugene's motivation is and the evidence for that. Above and beyond all the other fucked up stuff going on.
1: Okay. I saw. confirm. I've found nothing from Alpha Squad at all, right? You haven't. Okay.
0: That's a, that's a very good point. You have not found anything from Alpha Squad or relating to Alpha Squad. Mm, okay. But a decent chunk that points
3: that Ryan Phillips was here or they were involved with Ryan Phillips disappearance.
1: And um, do we have any bodies, body bags, anything like that in this building?
0: You do not. Okay. Nope. Um, However, so I will say, uh, and Fred maybe didn't notice this so much because of his kind of fugue state walking in here, but I think Arjun probably would, Eugene definitely would have noticed this place was already kind of disheveled. Like, The same kind of disheveled as the camp? No. Uh, Well, kind of. It looks like it was tossed and that people started trying to put it back together. Alpha may
1: have already entered here. Where are
3: they? After I started the printing stuff, I would go over to Fred and kind of check on Fred and then probably get intrigued with the box.
0: Fred kills you.
2: (laughs) Fred, Fred, Fred just kind of nods at the computer and says, so where the fuck are they? I think they were here
0: at one point. If Eugene, as you're printing stuff out and stuff, you you saw that there are daily logs.
1: Oh, that's what I would have printed first. We need those journals. Yeah. Get the, get the journals, man. You
3: can start reading through those. Hmm. I would probably tell Arjun that I found logs and point to the printer and tell him that they're being printed out. Good. I want to know what's going on with the sloshing
1: box. I, um, I'm starting to get a little worried because at some point they're going to return to this building. We need to have some security. Uh, Mr. Fontaine, how do you you feel about that? Sure. Okay. um, Because there's only one soldier left. So the odds are in our favor, I think.
0: And four soldiers in training. Don't forget them.
1: Uh, Well, we'll handle (laughs) them. I'll I'll go look at those journals while while we're looking at things. Yeah. So, And I'll, I'll start looking through going backwards in time, you know, last journal, then going forward, you know.
0: Yeah. So yesterday's entry. So these are your handling dot matrix pages with the little perforated sides and all that stuff. Yeah. And I love it. And you um, you see the last few entries are fairly routine talking about the kind of research that they're doing. Um, and as you go back a little ways, you get to 12 and you notice it says, like, started putting things back together and then 11. And it it is 11 very long. OK. And it details a situation that happened. On early, early on the 11th, the building was raided by three individuals. They knocked out Alan Thompson. It's the name that's that's given there. And uh, tossed the place, essentially. Um, they ransacked everything. They stole some information. They stole some valuable research information and disappeared. And then there's a note that says, a little bit later, it says, Johnson and Flores started pursuing and discovered that they may have headed into a cave and decided to follow and they have left. They're going deep into the circle.
1: As a note, I think Johnson and Flores are the two missing ones from this group. Johnson for sure is one of the
0: missing
2: names.
1: Yeah. Yep. Flores was the, the female scientist voice we heard on the on the recording.
0: And I would say, as you guys are looking through this whole place, in the personal belongings up in the bunks and stuff, you can find a variety of different th- indicating things or personally, personally identifiable things for each of these people. Um, maybe ID cards, stuff like that. Um, and you see photos of each of them along with their names. So you notice that Flores is indeed the short-haired woman, um, the one who you have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Thompson, for what it's worth, is the long-haired guy. Like, well, the scientists, right? Yeah, they're yep the scientists. Let me get you their names. That's kind of fun to have. Dominic Arturo is the uh, top right, the short-haired guy um, with black hair, kind of a darker complexion. Riviera Freeman is uh, the woman on the bottom left with long black hair. And Scott Warner is the guy in the bottom right. Those are the five researchers. And then Sam Flores who's in the, in the middle. It looks like Sam Flores, Dr. Sam Flores, is the leader of this um, scientific expedition. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys do?
1: Is there anything else we have to learn here, gentlemen? Anything else we're missing? So I'd like to study the box
3: and see if I can determine if it's truly a power generating thing or something else.
0: Sure. Um, you can uh, You can start kind of messing with it. If you unplug stuff, you'll notice that, like, the lights go off. And power seems to, to die to the place. It definitely seems to be producing power. You're not sure how. Also, the plugs for the cables are what seem to be proprietary plugs. Um, they're very large and have three holes or three dots that, three prongs that plug right in.
3: Okay. Hmm. And is there, there's no like computer interface or anything that I can?
0: No. And if I touch it, it's sloshy? Uh, you don't really feel much. Fred kicked it and it, it reacted to that. Uh, Mr. Krantz,
1: uh, what is this device? Is this a battery? It's something.
0: It's definitely running part
3: of this base, if not all of it.
0: I would say you guys uh, looking through these notes, you can find operational procedures uh, like, like SOP stuff. And you find um, information about what appears to be the, they refer to it as the generator. They basically say, leave it alone. Don't touch it. That's, that's the majority of what they say. They do describe it. Uh, they describe it as a three foot wide cube made of thick reinforced steel containing an entity and then uh, the entity is in quotes. What the f- <laughs> They say it, in there it describes that this entity is electrically conductive and self-regenerating and that they've been using it as a battery source. <laughs> I,
1: I just want to l- just look at, look at Eugene look at Fred and this is what the
2: Fuck. What's it say? I
3: I would hold up. Everyone roll sanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I'll do that. Oh, I know what I want to do.
2: Fucking toss the whole place. haven't found shit except pictures and junk. So 47 success on sanity.
0: Okay. You lose one from unnatural. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. (sighs) I rolled a hundred. Oh, awesome. You lose four from unnatural. I I don't want to lose four. (laughs) Are you reading about it or learning about it?
3: Yeah. But I don't know what else is for. force bad. Project. You can project. Uh, I will project onto my daughter. You could project all of
0: it. Yep. But I have to, if I roll the D4 high enough, right?
2: If you roll four.
0: Mm-hmm. Delta Green, the game where we project all of our traumas onto our loved ones. Yep. Absolutely. I did roll four. Oh, nice. Oh,
1: there you go.
0: So Okay. So lose four willpower and f- take four from your daughter's bond and then you lose no sanity.
2: I rolled a three for sanity, but, but Fred asks, "Like what's written?" Like he's too kind of, he 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 didn't stop to read. He, he's not in that state of mind.
0: Do you guys tell him what's written or show him?
2: Um, I think I I think Arjun would show
1: him the paper. Point to it on the pa- on the paperwork and, sh- and say nothing. Just show it to him.
0: Should
2: we let it out so
0: I blow it the fuck up? in big bold letters do not open under any circumstances and again there is no way to open it I would I think Mr. Lane would want to know about this
3: Mm.
0: I would pull out the necklace
1: don't 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 do it don't do it Uh. (laughs) (laughs) or do it or do it it's cool you're gonna say hello to it I, I would
3: do it yeah I want to know what the entity inside feels like oh I love it okay you're prepared
0: to lose that willpower
2: and while, while that's going on Fred kind of takes like an, a knee down kind of hidden from where the main entrance is and just kind of installs the mp5 yep if ever he sees a flash of black entering he fires
0: okay sounds good so I have five willpower okay you if you so you lose four which will cause you to go unconscious <laughs> if you hit two or one you go unconscious. Mm. Zero, you are basically debilitated and require rest before you can do anything.
3: Will I still get my answer before I pass out?
0: Maybe. <laughs> I don't recommend doing it. Okay. Just because being unconscious in this situation is not a, a good idea.
2: <laughs> You'll have a firm waking up. It's fine.
0: You can do it if you want to. Is it too heavy to move? Oh, yes. Mm. It's incredibly heavy. If if you guys want to like get this out and back to M Epic, you're going to need to probably airlift it. Yeah, we need a helicopter, a big one. Mm. Which means you'll need to come back here at some point to like do that. Yeah,
1: we need to survive first. Yes. And then we'll get the helicopter. Because of Arjun's
3: reaction, I would wait. But that did give me an idea. What is there anything
0: in the notes about their logistics, like how are they getting supplies, etc.? Um there is not. They might they might have some logs kind of describing some stuff. I guess basically what you can put together is that they they have a kind of a pre you can see like wrappers and stuff. Um, they have some prearranged like MREs and uh, and like um, amounts of water and whatnot. But then they also seem to be gathering sustenance from the island. It seems that they're disposing of it in some way, disposing of their waste in some place.
1: <sighs> Let's get as much information as we can. And I don't think we need to be here that much longer. Yep.
0: Yeah, so the stuff can be fully printed out. You have the stack of papers of everything that's in the computer.
2: Yeah, that map is what we really need, that
0: overlay. Yep, you can grab that.
2: Fred, Fred would ask, so where are they? Where, where are we going? I, I think I'll take the, the overlay
1: and I'll point to the center of that freaking circle. I'm just going to point to that and I'll look at, I'll look at Fred.
2: It's that, that cave with that mouth, isn't it?
1: That's where they are. That's where they are. It's the only thing that makes sense. So it is? Mr.
0: Fontaine, do you have any explosives on you?
2: Explosives? No.
0: As Eugene asks that, Fred, you maybe turn to to say no. You turn and look back, and you see two people rounding the corner. Neither of them is dressed in black.